welcome to Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast. And now, here's your host, Greg Giambarisi. Welcome back, everybody. Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast. Uh, been a bit since our last uh, last podcast dropped a few weeks ago with Preston Mattingly, Philly's Assistant General Manager for Player Development, but uh, we're back with another one here. We talked to... 2022 and 2023 Blue Claws pitcher Christian McGowan, who had a, a really good year. He unfortunately got hurt in 2022 on Easter Sunday, uh, had Tommy John surgery. We talked about that and his rehab process. But then uh, he came back this year, joined the Blue Claws uh, for a few starts near the end of the regular season, pitched for Jersey Shore five games in the regular season, one in the postseason, pitched extremely well and then uh, made one spot start at the end of the year with AAA Lehigh Valley. So we talk about that uh, as well. So I don't want to keep you uh, too long here in the beginning. Uh, We'll let you know that Lightstar Energy Group is a leading energy brokerage firm headquartered in New Jersey. Our goal is to provide clients with premium energy management services to lower electricity and natural gas cost and to provide a long-term energy management strategy. We pride ourselves on bringing each and every individual business the same benefits of deregulation enjoyed by universities, municipalities, and all high-volume energy users. Tailored products and contracts, lower costs, personal attention, and outstanding service. Call us at 732-722-5880 to learn more about Lightstar Energy Group. Today, 732-722-588. Oh, so we talked to Christian. Uh, we actually taped this um, the first week of December, so it uh, nothing, not really outdated, but just uh, to provide some context. He was in the uh, Arizona Fall League, finished that up early, and uh, came home. He's now resting and, and getting ready for 2024, which will see him very likely start in a double-A with the Reading Fighting Filth. So thanks to uh, Christian McGowan for joining us, and uh, here we go. Hook, line, and splitter at Jersey Shore Blue Claws Podcast. Joined by 2023 Blue Claws pitcher Christian McGowan, who's down in uh, in Texas. Christian, great to see you. How you doing? Good, good. It's good to see you. How was uh, how was Arizona? You were in the uh, Arizona Fall League there for a few weeks. Yeah, man, it was it was a lot of um, you know it was great competition. Um, played guys that I kind of heard about or knew about, and um, you kind of just test your skill against those guys. You know, coming off. An injury. Um, it was good to go down there and compete, and also um, do a, do how I did. And so I was very pleased. And um, like I said, it tested a lot of my skill, and I was very pleased on the outcome. So we'll we'll kind of go back uh, and, and cycle back through this year. But you know, obviously, you had somewhat of an abbreviated year coming off of the injury from the beginning of of twenty twenty two. What was the the whole rehab? process like i'm sure you know it's fr- frustrating and, and disappointing but you know you kind of just you, you have to put everything you have into it to get back to where you are now which is fully healthy going into 2024 but what, what was that whole rehab process like for you uh man that was a long process 16 months of uh yeah. going in there for arm care to uh strengthening out a ligament to you know, actually, I would say the biggest thing is maturing the most um, and learning the most about your body when it comes to, like, nutrition also alongside of just the right things to do to keep everything healthy and going for a longevity career. Um, and so that rehab process was was challenging. Um, it was a lot of fun on behalf of being with that staff every day. You kind of, like, they become family to you. And um, 
when that hits you, it's like you have to trust those guys with everything they do because if you don't trust them, then, like, what are you there doing? And so the medical staff was great. You know, Justin, Brittany, you know, alongside having Barrett, a new intern, Katie, that was really good. And then also Dan LaVert, he was down there. And, man, they were just really good guys that um, helped me be capable of doing what I am now. And um, if I wouldn't have trusted them, of going through it all and maturing and um, alongside having some mental you know, coaching done. It, it was just very, it was very nice to have the great facilities and great workers that we do have down there. And like I said, it was challenging, but it was something that will always be in my life. And I can always look back and call any one of those individuals mm-hmm. and they would always do anything for me. What, what was a, what's a typical rehab day? Like what time did you get to the facility? What'd you do? How long were you there? Uh, depends, you know, it depends on what stage you're in, you know, if, uh, you're just coming off injury and you just had surgery. You know, you're looking to go in there from like eight o'clock and be done around 10 o'clock. You know, you just have some simple tasks you need to do, but a lot of it's rest. A lot of it's just range of motion, trying to get that back. Cause if you don't have range of motion, you can't do anything. You know, there's just a couple of stages in it, but most of it was show up in the morning around 8 a.m. Um, if you had a side or something, you, you were done typically around one to three o'clock. When you got hurt, it was Easter Sunday, 2022, in Brooklyn. You threw a pitch, uh, if I remember, it was the second inning, third inning, and walked right off the mound. Did you know what happened as soon as you threw the pitch? Yeah. Um, I felt something in my arm. If you go back and actually watch it, um, I didn't tear it on that pitch that I threw. I tore it on the pitch before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt something in my arm, and I kind of, like, stretched it out. And I was like, hmm, something don't feel right. It feels... Like it just went numb and it felt like my shoulder or my elbow went down to my wrist. And I was really concerned about that. And, um, you know, the catcher actually put down a slider and I shook him off and I was like, <laughs> Oh no, buddy. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no way I can throw a slider. And so I threw a fastball and, you know, I could definitely tell my arm gave out and it didn't feel near as good. And, um, I knew my uh, butt was going to be going down to Florida or getting surgery somewhere and doing rehab for a year. So there's not much you can really do when it's not working. Sure. Uh, So you you go through the rehab process, you come back this year. When did you, when do you pick up a baseball? When did you start throwing for the first time? When did you get on the mound for the first time? Yeah. So usually it's typical, like five months is when they had me of no throws, a range of motion, basically getting everything back so I can actually deliver a baseball. Um, and then after that five months, it, it goes actually really quick. Um, because once you pick up a baseball, then you can do like weight. Well, then weight becomes strengthening. It's also helping mentally too, that you can actually lift a weight and that ligament is strong in there. And so other than that, it, every bit of it's mental. I, I truly believe when it comes to when you get hurt and believing that you're not hurt. And that's exactly what happens is because your mind overstates everything that your body can do. And, um, when you come off an injury, it's, it's very scary, especially just throwing a pitch and I still throw a pitch and it can be back in your head Mm -hmm. on any given moment of like, wow, I I can tear this thing again. But at the end of the day, you know, you're risking for the biggest reward and that's to play a chance of, you know, a lot of guys never get the dream of and try to win a um, world series. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And I'll risk that reward any day of the week, especially with Philly. What was what was your first uh, live hitter in a, it extended this year? Uh, my first live hitter, man, that was like eight months. Oh, shoot. 
you're talking way back now i would i would go back to like yeah extended probably um aprilish i would yeah. say yeah april i would say that's my first like, time i were there some nerves obviously you had thrown at full capacity in bullpen sessions before that but are there nerves when yeah. you get an amount to face a real hitter for the first time oh yeah yeah no there there's a little bit of nerves but also when you ramp up throwing bullpen it's it's like human nature man so like you play catch and you're like man what's the next step you know you want to throw bullpen well right. you always want more and more and then when you throw bullpens when can i face life hitters and then what comes after that when can you face in a game and so it's just human nature of everybody wanting more and more and so the next step was also nervous but it's also like exciting at the same time i'm getting to do something i've always loved and be back on the mound facing somebody and being competitive and they have mapped you out you know by the pitch or by the outing for a month so you know, they're, obviously they're not going to let you do more than they know you're capable of doing yeah. uh so you can't you know to lower the risk of uh you know re-injury but i'm sure you're you're anxious to to kind of ramp it up as quick as possible but that's why that's why they have those plans for you yeah yeah they they definitely um and and i'm grateful that they took it cautious as well you know as many times as I wanted to just keep going, 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 just like the playoff game of their in Jersey, you know, like I wish I could pitch all nine, you know, but at the same time, it's about the longevity of I could pitch nine in a world series one day and not, and you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in a nine inning playoff game. And so what's, what's bigger. And so it's about the longevity of my career. Your first game back up, you had a couple rehab games in the Gulf coast league and then one with Clearwater, and then your first game back up here, you pitched up in Hudson Valley, and it was one inning. They hit you a little bit, gave four runs, and then you got to regroup. After that, nobody really hit the ball hard off you for your last you know, four, five starts um, with the Blue Claws, but what, um, you know, what happened that one inning, and were you, you know, I'm, I'm sure disappointed, but you know, it's like, well, I'm all the way back, and was the stuff not there that night? What do you remember about that that one game? Because you come back to the same level where you had gotten hurt. I'm sure you're ready and, and amped up and everything, and it just kind of got knocked aside in the first inning. Yeah, I mean, when you're so – I mean, basically what everyone says, like you come off Tommy John, you throw harder, right? And yeah. so, of course, when you come off of it, you want to throw harder. And the initial factor is you want to show off the heater. Well – I'm in minor league baseball. Everyone can hit a heater. It don't matter if it's, you know, 95 to 100 miles an hour. And so it was an initial factor in me getting back to, okay, Christian, like how can I set up hitters so that my fastball is more effective? How can I throw an off-speed pitch here to keep the eye level down? And it's first, you know, vice versa. So in it's hard to also have like we can have players or more could be we're gonna face against or the score or it's kind of hard to that's there even my first one my water wasn't the best my second one at Hudson Valley you know it wasn't the best and so getting back in the group of you know, taking between it it's quick wrapped up and you know, going and calling myself thinking about each, each app because when it comes down to it, 
taking that deep, pitch it backwards or in the head. You usually just done that fucking play. So the playoff game against Hudson Valley, your second start in a row against them, uh, the the last game of the regular season for you, you threw four shutout, but I thought you were probably even better in the in the playoff game, and that might have been your best game as a pro. You know, what do you remember about that night? Um, you know, it's just building up consistency. I would say it was the biggest thing, because um, that's when I started turning around a little bit about four to five starts, and so as long. As the atmosphere was good with the guys, you know, when when you're doing good, they're going to do good. Because if I'm out there pitching innings, it's just going to get them guys in to hit the ball. And so it makes you look good when they're putting up runs. But when they're not putting up runs, it doesn't. So, like, it kind of plays a little bit on either side. But, um, yeah, it was a great game. Um, I delivered some good pitches, got some good outs against the team that kind of hit me the first time. And so I was definitely excited to go into that. And then I knew – if we made playoffs, we'd face them again. So I knew it was going to yep. be right back at them. What did it mean for you to get one game in, uh, and what did you learn from your game in AAA? Um, <laughs> man, AAA was fun. Um, I, I liked it a lot. It was a lot of older guys that tough to me. Um, but I, I, I like the test. You know, I like it being competitive. You, you know, you hear guys that play up to their level and they play down to other levels. And I felt like, um, you know, the consistency of the fastball wasn't there. They had major league balls up there. So there was a little bit of difference in when yeah. I was throwing the baseball. Um, and so it was coming off a little different, um, of course, but uh, it, it was fun. You know, those guys, you know, you have the um, ABS system up there and those guys know it really well. And um, you just won't call away from the majors. And so, of course, you're going to play guys that are really talented and really good, but you know, you test yourself. At the end of the day, it's going to show your result of where you stand. And if you need to keep going, keep going. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of fact of getting back in there. And You know, it's no bigger game than a high game or double A game, I would say. They're all the same. You're all playing good guys. Um, it's just the end of the day. How good are you going to keep going? What's the biggest difference with the baseballs? Uh, the baseballs were tighter in triple uh, A, like, the seams um, were tighter. The baseball was a little slicker, it felt like to me. Um, but it was just a tighter baseball. The whole whole thing around the seams were just inconsistent. Sometimes you get a seams that were, you know, higher up, and sometimes you get seams that are lower. It just depends mm. on, you know, in and out. It was just very inconsistent, and it was kind of hard to stimulate the same pitch. You mentioned ABS, that's automatic balls and strikes. Did they also use that in Arizona? Uh, yes. On yeah. on some occasions, on some fields, there was the Salt River field. They did. Did you do you like that as a pitcher? Uh, I mean, it depends. You know, you yeah. got that you got that spot that uh, the hitter takes, and then the seam hits it. You know what I mean? But at the end, I'll be all. I I like the human nature of uh, human error. You know, if people are going to make mistakes, umpires going to make mistakes. You know, we're going to make mistakes in the field and off the field. And so I, I kind of like it just because it brings a little bit more intensity to it. You know what I mean? Um, you challenge a call and no one can really say anything. And so it, get, it creates a little more, more momentum when things are, you know, getting a little heated and it creates bigger moments and it's a lot more fun that way. I I don't, I don't hate the, I, I don't love, I guess I said, I don't love the, pitch by pitch of the ABS, but I do like the challenge system. I think that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. And it'll, it should correct all the major 
you know, any major errors. And you guys have, you, the players have to make that call like pretty instantaneously, right? Like no relying on the dugout, none of that. For sure. Yeah, I know it's, it's top of the head. If you think it's a strike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what did you learn, uh, in Arizona? Are you playing against over the cons- a consistent group of players? You know, the best group of players that you probably had ever faced. What did you learn about your, yourself as you wrapped up, uh, you know, wrapped up uh, the full season? Have yeah, so what I learned most is is I can throw the four seam up in the counts that um, I'm, I'm usually just a sinker guy. But when I started throwing the fastball up in counts that people haven't seen it, then right. it created something of a different eye level. And so um, I was super excited about that because those guys, you know, they're really good down there and they can put a um, the barrel on the ball. And so if there's something I can change an eye level off, um, to keep them inconsistent of getting a hit, then it's something I need to do. And um, if it's something to get a double play ball, it's something I need to do. And so just playing those guys was a lot of fun down there. Um, I met some cool guys uh, from different orgs, and um, I was I really enjoyed it a lot. What would you say uh, is your best pitch? Best pitch? Two-seam fastball. How long have, have was that something you'd always thrown even before the Phillies? Yeah, I've thrown it in college all my life, and it was just a fastball that I can run in on the hands. If a runner gets on first, I know I'm always set for a ground ball for a double play to get out of it. And then, what's your best off-speed pitch? I uh, probably slider. How is slider, slider down? How has that pitch developed for you since coming into the system? Uh, man, it's developed a lot especially me just trusting it more um there's times i do as every pitcher does doesn't get through it and so they leave it up and it gets smacked but um with my arm like if i just stay true and you know like i said i have that mental thing of like okay i'm healthy like you can grip it and and yank it you know what i mean then it's really good and it's really at its best to do what it needs to do 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 you go over um a lot of the analytical stuff with the with the coaches spin velocity um, arm slot, all that, all that stuff. Here, here or there. Yeah. No, I, I'm more of a field guy. You can, I, I truly believe you can get mixed up in numbers. I do believe it's a really good tool to use, but at the same time, when bases are loaded, are you really thinking about numbers? Are you really thinking about getting that guy out and what's your best pitch to get him out? And yeah. so it's just getting the ball over the plate because it, it's still a hard, you know, if you watch BP guys, they're still, hitting it up in the air. Guys are still, you know, not barreling up in BP when they're throwing it right over the middle. Um, so more consistency, just throwing strikes and um, putting the ball over the middle of the plate and just seeing what can happen. Usually you'll come out pretty positive. I know you're only here for six weeks this year, but what did you learn from Phil and, and Brady and, and how did they you know, kind of play off of each other? Phil being, you know, the older veteran and Brady, you know, who was playing a year prior to moving into the the coaching side. Yeah, I think it was a great pair. Um, those guys fed off each other really good. Um, of course, Phil, he, he was, he was awesome. And, you know, then you hear stuff from, you know, what Brady's done and, um, you talk to him and you get feedback from what he thinks. And then they kind of, you know, compromise on what I need to do. And, you know, they had really good feel for me coming off an injury and, 
and uh, understanding situations of where I needed to be in pitch counts to innings to all other kind of stuff. And so I thought they did a heck of a job and it, it was nice playing for them. Besides Phil and Brady, who are some of the coaches in the Philly system that you've come across since you were drafted, you know, two and a half years ago now um, that have really been a, an influence, maybe a coordinator or a pitching coach from Florida? Yeah, Aaron Barrett, I would say. He, he's been the guy that turned me around. I mean, we've had moments where we didn't get along, but that's just like a best friend. You don't always get along with your best friend, um, but we – I know if I went to battle right now, he'd have my back in anything I ever done. And um, he's like a dad to me. And he's helped me go through so much. If you know anything about his career, he had a bad, bad um, injury that uh, turned his career around, but it didn't turn him around. He turned it back to the major leagues. And he, he's an awesome man. He's a role model to me. And I, I can call that guy at any time. He'd answer the phone. And he's someone I can always look up to. Yeah, I call him. I've called his games when he played in the in uh, Hagerstown with uh, yeah, oh, nice, when he was nice. coming up through the national system. I definitely called his games while he was with uh, with um, with the Suns for sure. So and I got you. he was where he, he was in Florida with the uh, in the FCL. Yeah, he's a rehab pitching coordinator. Got it. Yeah, so, that's a good role model. Back to the podcast in a second. Since 1986, Rich Green Lawns has been the leading lawn fertilization company of the Jersey Shore, providing lawn fertilization, bed weed control, tick and mosquito control, as well as tree and shrub programs. Mention this ad and save 50% off your first lawn application. Call or text us today at 732-370-5963, 732-370-5963, or richgreenlawns.com. And when shopping for appliances, electronics, and mattresses, you want a local hometown team that you can trust. That's PC Richard & Son. PC Richard & Son is a friendly and knowledgeable sales team, installations and repair service you can trust, and the guaranteed lowest prices. So get to PC Richard & Son today. Shop smart, shop local, shop PC Richard & Son. Um, goals for uh, the offseason here? Uh, um, just stay consistent and, you know, getting my lifts in, eating the right food that I need to to stay healthy, and uh, maintaining my weight of where I'm at to go into spring training. Cause you know, it's going to be hot and humid down there in Florida. So you're always going to lose a little bit. So it's okay if you put on a little bit of a winter coat, but uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, I'm working out down here in Arlington and just going there Monday through Thursday and staying consistent to do something next year. And have you thought about next year, any goals you have for yourself for, for next season innings number, you know, they'll probably come to you. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can talk about. I think the biggest goal is to make the major leagues. You know, sure. um, I'm trying to set up myself, to uh, give our team a chance to win a World Series. You know, we've been there and we've been shy a couple times. And so there has to be some kind of missing piece. And um, I don't know what that could be, but I know I could definitely help. And so, um, of course, there's tons of goals. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to keep working hard each day and see what the outcome will be. and. I know if I keep doing that, then I'll be set up just fine. You were committed to Kansas State out of Eastern Oklahoma um, when you got drafted. Were you close to going there when you heard your name called? Were you always going to sign? How, how did that draft process well, go? Well, I decommitted from Kansas State, went back, 
to Eastern. I was actually committed to Texas Tech. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, no, it was, it was nice hearing the name called and stuff, but um, you still have to be, you're happy in the moment, but also that, that's not what you're trying to reach. You know what I mean? You're trying to be on the biggest stage. You're trying to win the biggest thing ever in um, your sport you play. And so I, I'm never going to be satisfied with getting my name called or whatever might happen. And so I was super excited. It was a nice moment with the family and everything. But when it comes down to it, you're still competitive and you want to be the best. And that's always how I've looked at it. And I'm not trying to be the best for Philly. I'm trying to be the best that's done it. And so every day it takes just work, 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 because if not, someone else is working harder than you. When what was the biggest thing for you when you signed? What was the biggest adjustment or thing that you that you wished um, you knew when you came into professional baseball? Or if, you know, like if a high school kid asked you today, "What do I need to know before going into professional baseball?" Now that you've gone through it, what would you tell them? Um, throw a whole lot more strikes, man. When you throw strikes outs come behind it um just throwing the ball over the plate a lot of guys want to set up in all in want to set out you know set outside and not just set down the middle of the plate and see what the ball can do you know every every hitter is trying to you know get on a fastball get on something that they can hit right and so the biggest thing for me is just throwing strikes if you throw strikes you're going to get out and yeah, some guys are going to get hit, but more more likely than not, you're going to get out and you're going to get double play balls when you least expect it. And, you know, it's just, it always helps when a runner gets on from a walk, then momentum happens and then a pass ball happens. Instead of just delivering the ball over the plate and throwing strikes and just setting up middle and seeing what the ball does. Luckily, I have a sinker that was pretty good for me that I can just set up middle and do that with. Um, but it's been, it's been really good of just, Delivering the pitch over the middle and seeing what can happen. You and Andrew Walling were teammates in uh, in college and now reunited here. Uh, how how cool is it to get to share a locker room again with him this yeah. summer? Yeah. yeah, no, he's a he's a cool dude, man. Uh, he came into Eastern with me, and boy, we uh we got after it together. We pushed each other down there, and so happened we ended up on the same team. And is is it, it was really nice to reunite with that guy for sure because I really like him. Closely, did you follow the Phillies in the postseason, and did you get a chance to go to any games when they were in Arizona? I didn't go to any of the games in Arizona. Um, I, I followed it pretty well, um, of course. Like, I, I think I have a very good chance of being there next year, and so of course I followed them and I support them and I want them to win. I mean, who wouldn't want a Philly to win? It's the best place to play, um, and especially with home advantage. And I wish they would have pulled it out, but. Um, they're definitely in the run. You know, you've seen Aaron Nola sign back, you know, the other day. And so don't count us out because we'll be fine. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you guys will be just fine. Who was your favorite uh, pitcher growing up? Favorite pitcher growing up? That was Max Scherzer. Why him? Uh, just dominant, man. Um, when he's on the mound, he's like a bulldog. He he attacks hitters. He um, always competes, and you, always, you can always count on that guy. You know, if you're down or if you're up, you can always count on that guy to go out there and give you at least five or six innings of just pure dominance and, like, mean attitude kind of guy. And then who was your favorite team growing up? Favorite team? 
you know, I really didn't have a favorite team growing up. I, I really didn't say much into it. You know, I was just a small town kid. Didn't really watch. I was in Oklahoma. And so the closest place was the Texas Rangers. Um, but I really didn't follow that many people. What, uh, what town did you grow up in? Bochito, Oklahoma. How big is that? I graduated at 32 kids. There you go. At what point did, uh, at what point did you think you had a chance to make this a profession? Probably my second year of college. Second year of uh, junior college. That's when I just got bigger, faster, stronger, and started turning things around. Tell us about, uh, tell us about Bochito, Oklahoma. <laughs> Bochito, Oklahoma, man. It's uh, a lot of timber, a lot of wood. No stoplights, a lot of cops, city cops are bad. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's a good little school district, man. Nothing nothing to shout back on Rock Creek. It's uh there's some good people in there and you know how small towns go. You you say one thing at the whole town's gonna know it. And so now nah, it it's a good little town to have on your back end and um I wouldn't take nothing away of where I went or how everything kinda worked out for itself. What's the biggest sports team that people follow? Oklahoma football? OU football, yeah. Everyone follows them in Oklahoma. All right. Christian, I don't want to keep you any longer. You did a great job. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Keep up the great work. It was great to get you back here for a few starts at the end of the season. And uh, I know bigger and better things are ahead for you. So uh, keep up the great work, and we'll we'll see you soon. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks to 2023 Blue Claws pitcher Christian McGowan for joining us here on Hook, Line, and Splitter. We have another one coming up uh, that we'll get out before uh, Christmas, I think, with Luke Merton. He's the Phillies director of hitting, and uh, he was awesome. We already taped it, and he talked about uh, you know hitting and developing hitters and you know his unique role where he also serves as uh, kind of an amateur scout on the hitting side for the Phillies uh, as well. Blue Claws opening night is April the 5th, and that is coming up. It's just 107, hard to believe, 107 days away, and uh, we'll be here then, Blue Claws and the Ironbirds of Aberdeen. Thanks to Christian McGowan for joining us. We hope you have a very happy holiday if we don't catch it beforehand, but uh, we'll have another episode drop uh, at the end of the week here with Luke Merton, so be on the lookout for that and uh, a few more coming up uh, as well. We'll probably do a best of episode over the holiday break like we did last year too. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a wonderful holiday. I'm Greg Jambarisi. This is Hookline and Splitter at Jersey Shore Blue Claws Podcast. <laughs>